Welcome to Cabot Coverage, the podcast where three sisters and a beloved family friend discuss the crime-solving adventures of mystery novelist Jessica Fletcher on Murder, She Wrote. I'm Susanna. I'm Megan. I'm Glennis. And I'm Ashley. And this week we're discussing Dead Letter, which is episode six from season six and originally aired on the 5th of November, 1989. This episode was written by Paul Schiffer, who wrote three episodes and we've watched none of them yet. So this is our first Paul Schiffer. Okay. So Dead Letter is set in Cabot Cove, where Jessica is hanging out as per usual with her pal, Dr. Seth Hazlitt, played by William Wyndham. They are all at the town square to celebrate the fundraising for the volunteer fire department's work to get a new fire truck. So there's a big rummage sale happening so they can get a new fire truck. At the uh, rummage sale is Mayor Sam Booth, played by Richard Paul, as well as Fire Chief Carl Wilson, played by Al Waxman. Also there is Lois Frixie, played by Susan Ann Spatch, fellow volunteer firefighter Ron Stiller, played by Peter Fox, and Bud Frixie, played by Jonathan Goldsmith. So Jessica and Seth are going around the rummage sale being pretty shady about the fact that it's not as great as it used to be and all the stuff's tat. And they come upon um, a furniture stall that's being run by Bud and Jessica wants a bureau and Stanley Holmes, who's an accountant played by Max Gale, suggests that it's a good deal at $50 and that he can help (laughs) her fix it up if she buys it. With his special solution. Yeah. With his his secret sauce, as it were. So much talk about the secret (laughs) stripping solution or whatever it was. And uh, Bud gets into a bit of a fight with Carl over a business thing. Lois tries to break it up. Lois is married to Bud and Bud shouts at her. So there's a lot of that going on. Stanley, as it turns out, works with furniture store owner Fred Owens, played by George Firth. And Jessica shows up later because she never got an opportunity to pay for the bureau because Bud got into this fight. So she then pays uh, Stanley on behalf of it going to the fundraising bid. So anyways, she gets the bureau. (laughs) Turns out there's a letter jammed at the back of it that never got delivered. The letter was for Bud Frixie. So Jessica takes it upon herself to not sneak a peek like a normal person would and instead deliver that letter to Bud. As it turns out, it was a letter from Lois breaking up with him. It was sent six months ago, and Agnes, the postmistress at the time, had agreed to kind of hide it um, so that Bud wouldn't get it for Lois. Bud gets mad. He thinks Ron Stiller is trying to hook up with Lois, and he's right. And so he tries to break that up. Um, Lois in her letter alleged that she was having an affair, but she actually wasn't. Anyways, in the midst of all of this... (laughs) There's a fire at, the, at Fred's furniture store and Bud Fritzie is found dead. It turns out he was not, he didn't die in the fire. He was actually bludgeoned. Anyways, there's a lot of to and from, which we can get into in a minute, but it turns out you think it's maybe Lois or maybe one of the firefighters she was allegedly hooking up with. Turns out she wasn't hooking up with anybody. And it turns out it was actually Stanley Holmes because he had a very expensive fiance so he started embezzling <laughs> money from the furniture store i can't yeah. i can't marjorie She's marjorie the, the beautiful marjorie we've seen <laughs> the glamorous shot of her in in his office and so he did it he had kind of 
basically tried to frame Fred for it to insurance investigator Connie Kowalski, played by Robin Riker, and Sheriff Mort Metzger, played by Ron Massick. So that is, oh, by the way, the postmistress was called Agnes, and she was played by Rosemary DeCamp. So that is Dead Letter. We have a couple fun facts for this one. Sheriff Mort Metzger says Ron Stiller is no Tom Selleck. And in that immortal line from this episode, (laughs) he appeared three seasons seasons earlier in the crossover Murder, She Wrote, Magnum on Ice from 1986. So fun fact there. And then uh, this is the last TV or film role of Rosemary DeCamp that played Agnes. And finally, the title refers to a term used by the United States Postal Service for a letter that cannot be delivered due to the illegibility or absence of a forwarding or returning address. So that's dead letter. I have so many questions about, like, how did it get so jammed (laughs) into the drawer so much so that they couldn't open it? Well, I mean, I guess Agnes had jammed it in there pretty good so that she wouldn't be responsible for not having delivered a letter. She was even post- like, oh, is that why it couldn't open? I forgot about that letter. Can you imagine her like little frail arms just shoving this letter like right into the tracks in the back? I liked it. I liked it too. So the letter had nothing, like had nothing to do with Stan- why Stanley did anything. No, and actually, because you think, oh, maybe the letter might be why Bud was like around like that area, but it turns out because they were saying, oh, Buddy's a hero because he tried to like put out the fire by himself and you're kind of rolling your eyes because all you've seen is Bud be a complete jerk to everybody. But then it turns out that was right. That was why he was at the furniture store as he was trying to put the fire out. And it's like, or find out if there are people in the building or do something. And it's like, oh, so maybe he was... (laughs) trying to do the right thing you know but nothing to do with the fact that his wife was supposedly cheating on him also i have a fun fact that i think i told ashley you guys may know this too i looked it up the guy that plays bud Frixie was in the dosecki's ad campaigns for the most interesting man in the world he played the most interesting <laughs> man in the world which Aww. I didn't realize at all until I looked it up and saw what he looks like now. And I was like, oh my God, I know that guy. <laughs> the most interesting man in the world. They're really good ads. But now they've changed it and he's not in them anymore, but I liked it when he was in them. But yeah, this episode is like, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> but I don't even know. Oh, you know, I, one of my first notes was, how happy I was to see um, Mayor Sam Booth. Yeah. The mayor's accent is wild. He I know I've said it before, but <laughs> he started talking and it was just. I love the mayor. And I, I love that <laughs> we are at a, we're knee deep in a rummage sale. That just feels so <laughs> appropriate for what we're doing. And like, would the would Glenn you say like Jessica should just buy them a fire truck or something like that? <laughs> like, I know this is what should. I don't get about Jessica. She is so rich and we get it. Like she wants to stay humble. That's why she's not gonna get a new sofa because she can still make slip covers. But you're right, like she could 
<laughs> make some improvements to the town. <laughs> I mean, maybe she she already has, but it's like it felt like getting a new fire truck for them was kind of important, and they weren't even getting yeah. a new one; they were getting a used one that they could, you know, recommission or whatever it was. Well, and who knows what her outgoings are? I mean, I feel like Grady's got a pretty <laughs> True. solid hold on the the finances. Although I don't think she gives Grady money, does she? No, I'm just being a. This <laughs> is just a Grady, a Grady hater. Yeah, We've seen yeah. Jessica turn her nose up at money constantly, like yeah. things, you know, easy money. She just sort of doesn't like. And people rarely ask her for money either, right? Seems like only, only um, her friend in a fashionable way to die, Eva, Eva Taylor. Did oh, yeah, ask her for Taylor money, look. but not a handout as an investment in the business. So right. I'm assuming she would get some sort of return on that. So it's but not even she. I thought was like too embarrassed to ask. Yeah, because she remember was. Jessica was like, "We'll solve it together," because she'd gotten in business with that oh, yeah. body guy, right? Yeah, yeah, with the loan like, shark with her daughter. <laughs> not it wasn't Eve's daughter. It was um, the French lady's daughter. Yeah. It was, but you're right. She was like a bit sort of shamed about having to ask her friend for money. But Jessica yeah. was like, why wouldn't you ask me? But then it's I, like, Jessica, you know, if they asked you for money, you'd be like, no way. Also, this episode, yet another example of these women in Cabot Cove being married to like horrible men. Yeah. I mean, just, I mean, Bud Frixie's bad news, clearly. <laughs> and then Carl Wilson didn't seem much better. He was married, but he was like, but I guess he didn't hook up with Lois, but he probably wanted to. Well, the firehouse scene, they're all being so gross. It's so yeah. gross. It was so gross. Let me Except find my Ron. notes on this. Uh, I liked Ron. Mm-hmm. I was like that he's like, I've liked her since high school. And you're like, you've liked her for 30 years. Like, and you're the only decent guy here. Like what would happen there? <laughs> I'm not trying to be. Are they the same age? Yeah, that's, I'm curious about AJ, nothing but a number, but we can get so into that later. I will tell you something off the bat because I want you to manage expectations. I could not get an age for the actor that played Ron, but, but. I didn't think he was that young if you looked at his face properly. Yeah, I didn't think so either. I thought they were about the same age. It just seemed like maybe she had spent some time in a tanning booth. See, I think what it was was that... (laughs) I don't don't know how to say this without sounding me, but I'm going to come for someone's makeup again. And I don't... I This is like something that stands out to me is that... Like nowadays we contour with uh, bronzer and things like that. Or not, not, not this group necessarily. <laughs> Some people do contour. And um, it felt like the makeup artist was like, I'm going to take a leap here and say that if we use blush instead of foundation, we will really get a glow coming through on your skin. Yeah. But all it made her look like was that she had, like her face was so red. And then she had yeah. this almost like, sort of like peach colored 
the yeah, lips, the lipstick which, was like uh-huh. so it washed out her mouth and then made her face like red yeah and it was just like yeah. it just looked it just made I think it made her look a lot older than she was actually because it I didn't know we were going to be able to talk about the lipstick but since we are that I have my notes are con I mean the lipstick is really rough throughout it just made it look like a very neutral, like one tone palette. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they didn't, they should have given her, they, this is my thing. I kept, I keep saying this, like, why aren't they bringing out their eyes a bit more? So they've done, they put yeah. all this makeup all over her face, but nothing to kind of like, like define her eyes. So like she's got a little liner and she sort of got the same color eyeshadow as the rest of her face, which is just a strange choice. It's just the make. It's just all. It's just crazy because the rest of it is, you know, she's got curly blonde hair and the rest of it's fine. And she does wear some kind of crazy outfits, but it's like, you know, but the yeah. outfit at the end or maybe towards the end where she's in the, it's like a midriff kind of dress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, it's a two piece. Yeah, but she looked good. I mean, it's like she can pull off that sort of stuff, but it's. It's just unfortunate because I think, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. It's like that, that bit of it stands out so much to me. Like that is like a so burned in my brain, how her makeup is in this. I didn't know we were going to talk about the list. Well, I just didn't know if we were going to be allowed to make a comment about it because it, it was a really tough look. But oh my God, that firehouse scene where they said, I bet she sets a nice table, lots of goodies. I was like, can oh, you guys knock it off? You're so gross. They're all talking about her and it's like, it's so gross. Well, and even Metzger was like, I don't want my wife hanging around the fire station playing pinochle. And I was like, is what, what is they were doing? Like, no, but was that a euphemism? I, I don't think, think Moore so. was concerned about Adele. I I don't. No, I love that he put her forward as for the fire chief. He's like she used to be in the Marines. Why wouldn't she be a, a good fire chief? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like that whole scene. I wish I would have written down more things that they said. I was just like, what is happening? This is so <laughs> gross. I know they're being gross, and it's like this is the widow of one of the volunteer right. firemen. Like this is what it. Like this is. What, I know they didn't like Bud. But he still was one of the team. I mean, he died a day ago, and they're like joking (laughs) around. I'm just like, now's our chance. You got to get in there with Lois Brixie. It was too much. (laughs) I mean, all Cabot Cove men are disgusting perverts. We all know this now. All, and then everyone's so mean about Ron. Even Jessica says. Ron's not my idea of a secret lover. It's like, Jesus, guys. I know, it's like, Ron's too boring. <laughs> so boring. It's like, just because he's a nice person and like also probably the best looking one of the bunch, it's like, oh yeah, what a monster. He's yeah. <laughs> right. He's not like, oh God, it was so bizarre. And then when she can't figure out how to fill up the car with gas, she's like I, i'm i'm terrible with me, like technical things and you're like it's it's a lever she said mechanical things which i guess includes no i mean i 
Yeah, sure. In the she opened the door before because it's the same mechanism. Right? <laughs> like it's literally like a. It might be the twist versus. See, the she grab, says she actually. wants to stay with Bud, but she liked Ron, and of she wanted course. to have a little flirt with him. And when he bought her the lemonade at the rubbish sale, there was a you know quite a sexual was, scene of her that drinking handing over it. of beverages there were two scenes where a beverage was handed over and the man handing it to the woman and the way in like the closeness in which that man handed each woman the beverage was like was they tough. were nose to nose basically yeah and jessica someone handed jessica a beverage who was family that? does at the end yeah he's like, is there enough sugar in there Something. yeah he's like is there enough and he comes up behind you can see him <laughs> approaching from the mirror and you're just like gut roast get away from me but the best part about that is when she then takes a drink of the lemonade she has like a split second like Ooh. yeah <laughs> like, i obviously hadn't put enough sugar in it oh no <laughs> i honestly <laughs> And then, yeah, and when Ron gives Lois the lemonade, he's standing literally right behind, like. No, and the camera angles, like, just two cheeks. Oh, my God. Right, and he's, like, looking at her, like, I want to watch you drink it now. Can I watch you drink it? She's like, thanks, Ron. But Ron was nice, and then he was going to be the fire chief. And he defended, um, he defended her when those guys were being so weird about her at Mm. the so weird i felt sorry for him because then he gets arrested right after that he's like yeah i mean i liked her since high school but you know you're like ron high school was like 30 years ago like that's quite a confession to make that's a these days confession (laughs) but as we learned from murder at a discount it happens you know yeah he goes to bed Dreams of you. We, no, we need no, that to no. be a beat where someone has a these days confession and it's like, no, like, girl, you got to let it go. Okay. It's been too long. <laughs> I do think we should add that because, yeah, that happened at Murder at a Discount when Elaine Joyce is giving George Siegel the, the back rub and mm-hmm. was like, I thought we would be married and all that stuff i'm yeah. sure this has happened before as well where someone has mentioned a like love affair for i mean not even just liking somebody like an <laughs> like, unrequited love yeah it's like i mean because you're, you're like there is a set period of time that's normal for these sorts of things <laughs> to kind of run their course and you know anyways um I mean, so we have the Bud Frixie, Lois Frixie, volunteer firefighter section of the episode. And then, of course, the other half of the episode is our Stanley, Fred, Marjorie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, Marjorie. She has. And just the one photo. She has expensive taste. And that's how she knew that he, liked it. he did it was that he saved his picture of marjorie <laughs> but, okay yeah, she says that but i did they even pan to the photo when they were in their house yeah when he, she's in the office jessica yeah. picks it up and he's like that's my future you're holding yeah, yeah, there yeah, in the office when she's visiting <laughs> at his at his home yeah, yeah we she goes, you see it in the background um, yeah and then she knows it's the same one because the frame has the dent in it or the scratch and so yeah knows that he he couldn't bear it. i mean it's 
Like, why didn't he just leave it? That's so dumb. And then she needed the new, she needed a new car that was a, what a loft in Manhattan or something? Yeah, a condo in New York. Condo in New York. I like when he said it just snowballed. (laughs) Right, because like a foreign car. How could a Cabot Cove accountant like afford any of that stuff? I know. I would have loved it. I would have loved to have met marjorie but i think it's almost better than we do <laughs> i know because it's like so insane that he's doing all these things and she they don't even live together or anything uh-uh. she's just not there oh. like, sorry stanley marjorie. that's my key to your holding yeah. <laughs> i know poor fred it's yeah like- just feel like he's getting catfished oh, oh yeah like Marjorie has like a bunch of Stanleys all over the country. Yeah. She's it's a real we we would take the web situation, even though we haven't watched that episode. Oh my god, that episode is so infuriating. But listen, they're all Marjorie's <laughs> all those ladies out there, the other husbands. Yeah, because you think Stanley is like the guy she's like relying on solely for that kind of income i mean with the booty like stanley's oh my god i knew you were gonna bring this up i didn't even clock the booty glennis but you're on booty patrol so i made Susanna (laughs) clock the booty and i would like Susanna's review of the booty i liked his newsboy's hat a newsboy hat while he was burning down the (laughs) that was was so great i wrote fun arson hat down (laughs) really fun kind of like a burgundy sweatshirt that i swear i had that exact same one (laughs) when i was a kid in the 80s i was like is that from gap like that looks really familiar i you know stanley had a way about him oh no he literally the first scene they show him under that desk or whatever ashley was like hello (laughs) (laughs) like stanley too (laughs) i did until i saw ron yeah, that's yeah I mean Ron yeah, is objectively fair. cuter and also unfortunately <laughs> for Stanley we have we are working with the exact same haircut as the terrible husband from an egg to die for which is a sort of balled up top mullet oh I forgot about that guy yeah which is because you're just like if he just had if he just sort of cut his hair a little bit like it, it just because it wear your hair how you want to no you're right like if he'd if he'd cut his hair I I mean I thought he was not bad looking Stanley Mm -hmm. yeah I thought I mean he has like a pretty full head of hair it was it was curly curly yeah yeah it's distinct it's a distinct hairstyle of a time I mean as soon as I saw the image from this episode I was like I know exactly what episode this is like so burned in my brain he looks like also the guy and i told i sent megan the youtube video but the guy that would sing um skin a marinky dinky dink <laughs> do you remember that like something lois and whatever that musical group it was on nickelodeon i think i only know it from what you sent me <sighs> i don't want you to get angry <laughs> i mean i'm not i'm not angry i'm more like Sharon, Lois, and Bram was the name of the show. And there is like an elephant. <laughs> That's like a fever dream. <laughs> I don't have a fever. So I'm actually speaking like... <laughs> oh <my laughs> These are like fever statements. I think, <laughs> I think they're real, but... Um, 
anyway. No, I'm trying to, like, Stanley, I'm trying to figure out what else I've seen him in because he did look really familiar, but I, a lot of this isn't really registering. No, I mean, I tried to figure it out as well because then it's like, do I just know him from this episode? Do you know what I mean? Is he so famous to me because I've seen Dead Letter about a thousand (laughs) times? I mean, that also might be it. He was in a lot of episodes of Barney Miller. I mean, he must have been in the whole run of the show. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, but Barney Miller was like 10 years before this or something like that. I mean, do you guys remember Barney Miller? I never watched it. I never watched it. I didn't. I know of it. It was a fun workplace comedy. <laughs> was it a cop work? Oh, yeah. How, it was cops. Um, Hal Linden. It, oh God, now I now I got to look. Yeah, it it's with Hal Linden, and that's he was on an. Well, we don't need to episode of Golden Girls, but that's a separate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. I yeah. he, This was a Nick at Night kind of a show. Yeah. Oh, you didn't tell us Abe Vigoda was in it. Otherwise, we'd be right in front of the TV watching it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Matt's, it looks like on the Wikipedia page, he's the second one listed. He plays Stanley, Thaddeus, Wojo. Weirdly, he's playing another Stanley. He's in 128 episodes of General Hospital. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's, I mean, he has a lot of work. But yeah, he, I know, he's, his whole thing was I mean and also how did he think he would get away with it because all they would have to do is ask Fred if he'd signed you know if he reviewed stuff and then it the trouble is because Stanley had already implicated Fred I guess at some point you would think Fred would just say that to get out you do you know what I mean like to sort of like cover himself that was the I guess that's what Stanley was relying on was that if he narked out Fred it would it, then it would just be like he said he said about oh, because they would okay, each have their own story but it was dark because like Fred was a nice guy and like he just kind of threw him under you know was gonna let him go to jail for this like that is that yeah. is really grand no, it's it's dark he just it's snowballed we all know it's snowballed it's snowballed <laughs> what can you do once the embezzlement starts snowballing you know that's it yeah, it's really hard. I mean, no, I get it. <laughs> I get it completely, I guess. The other character I'd like to talk about is I love, well, I love this actress anyway, but I loved Connie Kowalski. Like, yeah. oh my God. Yes, she was I amazing. love her, that actress, a lot. And so if she shows up, she's in a movie called Alligator with Robert Forster that is so good from like the 70s or early 80s with really oh my god honestly I might watch it when we're done okay and I think she was so funny and she came in real hot and just schooling Mort Metzger every step of the way yeah what did she say um oh god wait I wrote it down I wrote it down she said I don't have time listening to your dumb speeches I'm too busy trying to save (laughs) I mean she had so many they were rapid fire that it was hard to honestly like write them all down um and I thought she was and she's like without my arson you got nothing buddy boy (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I thought she was great. And she was right. It was arson. Yeah. But that's what Floyd said. He goes, I can't do Floyd. 
Like, oh, Floyd says. He's got a point, Sharaf. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. He, well, then when he said, oh, that the fire chief wanted to spend more time with his family, and he's like, I'm happy not all of us are that selfish. Oh, yeah. Sam is That's so good. Sam said. That's what Sam said. Yeah, not Floyd. Sorry. <laughs> There are so many good one-liners in this. Yeah. Well, between Seth and um, Mort and um, Connie. Also, the letter that Lois wrote about in the, her description of her boyfriend, the made up like, he's muscular and strong, but also caring. <laughs> and sensitive. <laughs> and he's a pacifist. He doesn't believe in violence. <laughs> but like also it's like okay when we get to aj nothing but a number the fact that she's made up a boyfriend is like (laughs) something so sad about that but it's just do you know what i mean like of course it's and like you can the fact that she won't somebody's died and she still won't own up to the fact that she made somebody up but the letter isn't actually talking about anybody she's gonna let somebody just let more and jessica think that her imaginary boyfriend killed bud even though that's right. well and she <laughs> yeah no i mean it, it's kind of reminding me one time i was in high school and i was on the bus with a friend of mine and i ran into a friend from a different high school and i chatted with that guy for a bit and then my friend that i was with was like oh who was that guy and i was like my secret boyfriend (laughs) (laughs) and then i never heard the end of it (laughs) are you guys still dating um (laughs) secretly we've hit about a 25 year rough patch but it's it's gonna be okay that's good but yeah that i mean you're right it is it's pretty embarrassing um that was that the letter also reminded me i swear it said wisteria lane on the envelope did it yeah and i was like (laughs) oh i wonder if that's where they got the desperate housewives thing i can't believe (laughs) that she sent him a letter like that like that is that is nuts and she basically was like she said i wanted to make him like interested in me so that it would be like how it used to. It's like how Falcon and Agnes wouldn't give it back. Is that right? She couldn't. So she basically right. because it as long as it stayed within the post office or something, then it she wouldn't because it's illegal, isn't it, to like tamper with the mail? I mean, so maybe she thought by just not delivering. Well, did she it, say she's like, oh well, and if she changed her mind. That's the part that was the part that I was like hung up on. Is I was like, she did change her mind and approach Agnes, but yeah, I mean, I don't think you're allowed to like if you reach into a mailbox to retrieve a letter, I think you get in big trouble. Yeah. What if you reach into a shredder bin because you've dumped your boss's information in there and you have to get it out? Oh, that's that's different. That's different. Okay. I think any kind of messing with the mail is um a federal offense. Yeah. Oh no, I have to reach into the shredder box. <laughs> Regularly. I'm like, I can't find this piece of paper. And I'm like, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> You're like, it had my social security number on it. <laughs> oh, it's my social security card. Yeah, I think 
in an actual mailbox, then you get in in trouble. Get naughty. Well, and also it's like she was then surprised that he was like so angry, even though all we've seen is him be an angry guy. And she then was like, oh, I'm awful. He was horrible. And that was a, I mean, we'll get to it, but. Well, he was. Was he misunderstood? No, he was just a jerk, but it was like, I just, I guess what I didn't understand is like what she, I'm not saying this is her fault or anything, but it's like, what did she think his reaction was going to be? Yeah. Yeah. I think she thought she was going to stay at her sister's. That's, I think she thought she wasn't coming home. Right. Okay. So then why even make up a boyfriend? Like that just seems so cruel to do that. Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying he just doesn't deserve it, but it's like. You just, if you're then going to just leave someone anyways, why make it seem like you're leaving him for somebody else, which isn't true. Like that's. I mean, Lois was a little different. I don't know. (laughs) Listen. Yeah. She definitely like, if you, I felt like what we were missing from the episode was like her, like, and don't get me wrong. Like I love all this stuff. So I'm not trying to be mean, but like her collection of crystals and like her, you know, tarot cards and like do you oh, know what well, i mean like feels she... very hurtful to ashley but that's Susanna. i'm not saying i don't also love this stuff no it's fine it's, it's fine, it's fine. Susanna, that's <laughs> why don't you name another thing that ashley loves i don't know but do you know what i'm saying like it felt like she i don't go further no like, i'm kidding like a she sort of felt like what what the 80s would refer as kind of like a flower like a kind of feeling or feelings kind of a person and then to have her be married to somebody like bud and then when they showed the picture of how it used to be it was like oh so was that like last year (laughs) i know she was yet another cabot cover that had birds i mean i haven't seen a there was a dalmatian in a couple I was like I haven't seen like a single dog or cat oh that's a lie too because Mariah Osborne had a cat but seen a lot of birds in Cabot Cove a lot do we think bird ownership is indicative of something about Cabot Cove I just (laughs) it's just a note yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) do with it what you may but this is something I've observed yes yeah it's just a lot of birds. Uh, <laughs> You're like, I'm not saying it's a positive or a negative. It's just a fact. They love to show in this show, like someone's face right behind the bars mm-hmm. of the bird cage. Like the birds in the foreground, then the cage, and then the person's face. <laughs> yeah, like we want to see them clawed in the face by that caged bird. Although her, like, birds, her birds were pretty cute, I gotta say. They're pretty, One yeah. Two. I guess it was just, was it? Oh, no, I don't remember. I thought it was green. two. I thought it was two one? little green birds, yeah. <sighs> I mean, anyways, let's do the beats. I've upset <laughs> Ashley. We've upset all bird owners, so I think <laughs> let's move quickly <laughs> You're on. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all bird owners, no. No, birds seem great. It's just, you know what, never mind. Keep going. <laughs> I mean, I'm about to upset lipstick wears in two seconds. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, oh. We we stayed at a hotel where they had a big bird. Glennis and I did recently. This was like a couple months ago. And not not a falconry. 
No, it wasn't a like bird of prey. It was like a big, I think it was like a gray parrot. I mean, so it was like, he was like a big boy and he was pretty oh. chatty and he was called, I can't remember what his name was, but he, he was doing this thing where when you left the room, he would like click it, like click. And then you'd go in and he'd stop. <laughs> You're like, is he okay? But then it turned <laughs> out like the night porters let let him fly around at night when he's awake so he can fly around the hotel. Yeah, so, well, yeah. th- wasn't the bird like 30 years old or something like that? Or Yeah, they live a long time. Yeah, he, I guess they were saying he was happy. But I was like, I was like, why does he keep calling for us every time we leave the room? <laughs> I thought they like inherited him. Yeah. They do live a long time. Yeah. One other thing I want to mention before we go to the beats was I really like the scene with Agnes where she's in she's retired <laughs> and she's painting the portrait of the ship captain. <laughs> and she's like, really she says that she's I can't remember what she says or that retirement like looks I don't know she's really enjoying it or whatever. She yeah, was she says something about like she's like oh you know I thought I was busy like when I wasn't retired and like right. now I'm so busy and oh but you know why she was happy in Cabot Cove because she was a, a single retired lady <laughs> she right. yeah. one, have, of like, one of those horrible husbands hanging around um okay episode beats thunder weather no secret doors closet hiding no Although uh, we had a letter hiding, um, poisoning, bludgeoning. It was a bludgeoning, a uh, phone wire cut. No, but the postal service was involved. She shaking, but did shake Lois, not uh, in a she yeah. shaking way. But and in a- did you see Seth at the beginning, like kind of grab Jessica's jacket? Yep. Did he? Yes. By the back. Yeah. I mean, it was like- in like a pl- sort of playful way, but it was shocking. It was shocking. Wait, I missed it was that. Like, it was like, like grabbed like fabric. Yeah, like but on her back. He's yeah, like stopping. I, I can't. Yeah. It's not a she shake. I'm not accusing Seth of a she shake. It just was an odd. <laughs> it was an odd grab. It yeah. did feel nice to have Seth and her back to the normal dynamic of them walking around making fun of everybody that mm-hmm. lives in Cabaco with them, yeah. and that felt like very nice. Um. Like when he's reciting the speech that um, like he's saying before Sam says it, what he's going <laughs> to say. I thought that was say, Yeah. Window peep we had. <laughs> the window peep I had was there was a bit where Mort was stood at Lois's window looking out, simultaneously shouting at her. <laughs> yes. Like, What's going on? But it's just like peering out this big bay window and then also shouting at her to tell him who the boyfriend was which obviously was not successful well and when when uh fred comes in to save stanley there's windows in the office yeah yeah that's true and he peers through the door and he sees that beautiful newsboy cap (laughs) and that beautiful booty Oh my god, Glennis, I'm gonna have to cut out all of this out. (laughs) It was funny because I mentioned it and then and then like five minutes later, it was just like no one wants to hear it. And Susanna was like (laughs) (laughs) just face to palm. It's not offensive, but the way Glennis was talking about it when we watched the oh his booty. It was it was not safe for work. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, she hasn't said it here, so I think you can leave it all in. It's still, honestly, it was so funny when he, he's like confessing the sin, sin, sorry, confessing his crimes, and Je- <laughs> to Jessica and Glynis keeps going, keeps going. They're gonna like they're gonna pan down. Hold on a second. Like, just look at that. Right? Are you seeing that? Look at it. Are you seeing it? I was like, hey, Glynis, I'm trying. <laughs> I completely missed it. Yeah, we completely missed the booty. Yeah. Guess you're gonna have to watch it again. I will because I'll take some pic. I'll take the pictures. I can can focus in. Once you really notice it, like once Glennis pointed it out, and then every subsequent time she pointed it out, <laughs> it is in a lot of the episode. <laughs> I can't believe I hadn't noticed it before. So like an ancillary character. <laughs> I mean, oh my god, I'm I'm that... excited to rewatch. <laughs> this is so horrible. But then I mean... this one scene where he's just sort of slowly walking away from the camera. And was like, wait for it. Oh. <laughs> Here we go. And I was like, I've seen this episode 20 million times. I've never once noticed that. But <laughs> look, this is what this is the vantage that you get with someone coming at it anew <laughs> you're right Glynis Thank that's you. a great point <laughs> all the booties yep oh, like that God. song booty 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 no, oh my God. God. No. yeah cut that part out we don't have copyright <laughs> <laughs> that's the issue not yeah. that we're objectifying some poor guy for this <laughs> um okay uh fake name id i mean i guess we had the fake boyfriend yeah but he was no one um the fuzz slash cop quirk and cop chemistry don't apply because it's more well but there was definitely like a quirk with him and the insurance lady yeah i thought that chemistry was like off the chart yeah and chemistry that was wild she was amazing yeah (laughs) he hated her that was very funny he He hated her but he also (laughs) Kind of like her. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't he? What did he she like? Call respected him? her. She called him the sheriff of Flatbush or something like <laughs> that. Wasn't she like dragging Brooklyn in addition to like all of like Mort? Because yeah, when she said something, and I, I like I couldn't quite catch the line, but it was she's like Metzger. There's a cop on every corner in Brooklyn turning apples or something like. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't get the apple. Part. Oh, they're grabbing apples like without grabbing apples. For them. I, was like, I was like, I don't know who this is insulting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I but then it was funny the scene where they're interrogating Fred and she's like, "Where were you last night?" And he's like, "You can't ask him that." And then she's he's like, "But yeah, Fred, where were you?" Last yeah. Night? <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> so businessy business it was the postal service and the furniture store were yep. embezzlement embezzlement i mean for love if you want to keep marjorie you yeah. gotta you gotta start stealing from the furniture store i mean god knows how much money the furniture store makes i mean <laughs> Definitely not enough for a condo in Manhattan. I mean, I do. <laughs> but it's just, oh, Stanley, come on, man. <laughs> like, uh, AJ, nothing but a number. Okay. Okay, I'm excited for this. 
again, I will reiterate that I did not, I could not get an age for Peter Fox who plays Ron Stiller. I tried to That's look at it bad. another way, but Peter Fox is kind of a common name. And so anyways, I will say, so his acting career started in 77, whereas um, the other ladies started like 10 years prior. So I think that's probably a fair. I mean, how old, if you were guessing, how old do you think he was? I think he was probably born in early 50s and she was, I'll let you carry that on. I think he was maybe 40 in this yeah. episode. See, yeah, I went back and forth because he had kind of a baby face. So, oh, you know what? Sorry. Can, can you guys hang on one second? He looks like Aiden Quinn. Is that who I'm thinking of? I thought sort of thought he looked like. Oh, God. Who did he look like? He just looks so much like somebody, and I couldn't, mm-hmm. I, guess I can't figure it out. Maybe it is Aiden Quinn. He had kind eyes. He was cute. He did. Yeah. He's like, like, hey, Glynis, can I buy you a lemonade? And I'd be like, absolutely, Ron. Like, yeah, Ron. Thirsty Ron. <laughs> Don't make it too sweet. You're sweet enough as it is. Oh, oh God, Glynis. I hate it. <laughs> That's too sweet. My teeth hurt. Okay, sorry, yeah. sorry. I'm back, sorry. Okay, sorry. What beat were we at? Just discussing um, Peter Fox. Who Megan, who do you think Peter Fox looks like? I don't know. I just think he looks so much like somebody. Anyways, okay, so here's our crew. Deputy Floyd, 36. Seth Hazlitt, 66. And Mort Metzger, 53. Fire Chief Carl Wilson, 54. Mayor Sam Booth, 49. I know we've said it before. He's younger than sometimes we think he is. Um, so uh Agnes was 79. She looked oh. terrific. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised to hear that. Yeah, I was gonna guess like early 70s. Yeah, she looked good and retirement suited her. Um <laughs> Connie Kowalski, 37. Okay. Also looked terrific. I mean, oh, I mean, yeah, she's yeah, she's cute. Um, okay, here we go. Here's our Again, Ron Stiller, I don't know. Fred Owens, 57. Stanley Holmes, 46. Okay. 46 and ready to party. That's the thing. When they're, yeah. <laughs> they're always ready to party. Um, and then we have the Frixies. So Bud Frixie was 51. And Lois Frixie was 47. Okay. So they were quite close in age, actually, those two. But they, um, anyways. So the Jonathan scale, any arguments for, for or against a Jonathan here? I don't think, I don't have any. I don't have any either. No. I didn't think there was one. I like these episodes where it's all people that are <laughs> over a certain age. Just <laughs> like that dynamic a lot. Um, petite feet, no glamour shots oh, yeah i mean 100%. in an antique frame it's a glamour shot heard around the world miss marjorie <laughs> <laughs> the funniest part is it literally 
literally looks like a picture that the frame came with. Yeah, it, yeah. Is. it totally does. It literally looks like a like a magazine cutout. <laughs> She's just like she just said like a turtleneck like she's just a normal looking woman in a turtleneck like but she loves fancy things i think it would have made more sense if that was a photo of susan anton yeah i agree a hundred percent no disrespect to the woman in the photograph and now i feel kind of bad but it's not that she wasn't cute. It's just that they the photo didn't imply that she was some that she was sort of hustling him for money. Do you know what I mean? Like it sort of. You know like, what? I would have been all like I would have totally understood all of this if I if it had been Susan A. Um, smooches Lois kisses Ron on the cheek at the end. Yeah, like it's been like two to three days since her husband died, but she's like. She and Ron are together now, I guess. Yeah, she's ready. And he owns, he works at his dad's gas station. <laughs> it's just sort of funny. That she needs so open. much help with the mechanical things. Yeah, so really she wanted good to worry. Partner to have. Like, she kind of seemed like a hot mess. Like, it was just, there was, and then I was like, what did Lois do? Like, what did Bud do? Mm-hmm. What did any of them do? <laughs> volunteer for the party yeah you're right (laughs) (laughs) um familial ties no but we're in cabot cove eyes closed head check we had a sort of sad face like it was kind of sad at the end but it wasn't i think it was sad because this is this wasn't like a typical cabot cove bad guy Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i didn't mean to kill anyone i mean he 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 certainly whacked him on the head with that benzene tin yeah no you're right i take it back he and then he was like wasn't sure if he was dead so then he was gonna make sure to kill him (laughs) yeah yeah i take it back well no but i know what you mean it's like he it wasn't premeditated no but it just unfolded in in murder direction yeah Mm mm-hmm and he see it his motive wasn't like what they normally are which no. is like i don't like my wife overshadowing me or i think my wife's you know flirting too much with the workout guy so i gotta kill everybody it's like it was just <laughs> like <laughs> oh yeah. more normal i guess um okay segments fave outfit worst outfit ashley <laughs> worst outfit yeah um i'm gonna go with lois's lipstick yeah yeah what about Uh, it didn't you like (laughs) (laughs) there was a pale iridescent nature to it that just it didn't stand out it was bad yeah iridescent is so bad i mean it just didn't and it was the same color as her fate it just it was just like it was tough um, of the time, though, so I'm not going to fault the actress for putting that on her face, but um, not my favorite. And yeah, it certainly didn't stop her from uh, winning over a lot of fans in Cabot Co. Yeah. So not that yeah. that's like the end all be all of everything, but it's, you know, yeah, yeah she was cute. Good. Yeah. Um, uh, fave outfit. Fave. fave, I would do. Um, Jessica's wearing a blue blazer, white blouse, and a polka dot scarf. 
Yeah. Don't remember what scene that was, but um, yeah, I really liked it. Okay. Megan, what about you? I liked everything Connie Kowalski wore. Um, Oh, yeah. She wore either, it was either black or really dark blue suit with a red with white polka dot shirt. Um, And I'm going to do the interior floral design of Lois's house as my Mm, worst. mm -hmm. Otherwise, I thought almost everything, I really liked everything Jessica wore. I was just really here for Connie Kowalski, if I'm on. I mean, but Jessica also wore like a pink purple blouse with kind of a blue purple overshirt um, that I really liked. I mean, so I didn't really have a lot of negatives. Oh, Connie, I mean, not Connie, um, Lois wore like a floral dress I wasn't wild about, but because it was like floral in the floral house with, I don't know. She likes flowers. Yeah. Yeah, my bad. My bad. <laughs> so I'm not it wasn't it wasn't good <laughs> I mean it, uh Glennis what about you uh yeah my favorite outfits were all mentioned so I like the khaki skirt blue and purple shirt and then blue bomber um the polka dot scarf was really nice um and yeah and everything Connie wore least favorite probably the lipstick as well yeah my least favorite is also the lipstick <laughs> i will say like it's so weird with the makeup stuff on lois because i thought jessica looked amazing during the whole episode like she just looked so great and so it's like what anyways and my favorite outfit was um jessica's blue gingham shirt which i loved when she's oh, in the i bay. like that too i've just loved that skirt and i would have i mean sure sorry i would have loved to see it pair with uh jeans but it still looked cute with the skirt she was wearing, but I just thought that looked terrific. Anyways, biggest hunk, Megan. Thoughts? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to go Connie Kowalski. Okay. Glynis? Uh, yeah, I'll go Connie as well. I'm surprised, Glynis. <laughs> no, I know. After all I just, this I, talk. I, I, I appreciated his, you know, <laughs> He took some time on his physique, oh but he is—he's not—he's not my biggest hunk. Ashley, I'm gonna go with Ron. I knew it. Uh, I all—I'd written down Connie, but I—you I, know, Stanley wasn't bad. You know, I—I I do feel bad now that he's not gotten a single vote, but I did vote for Connie, so. <laughs> He's a bad, he's a bad, he he's did a bad boy. boy. Yeah. Uh, it's That's, tough. Yeah. We all know it's Marjorie's fault, obviously. <laughs> obviously. T- totally Marjorie's fault. You're right, Megan. How can we blame poor innocent Stanley? <laughs> Have you guys seen <laughs> Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar? No, um, not yet. When they're talking about Trish. Oh my like, God, I love Trish, that movie. At the holidays, forget it. <laughs> for everyone. This is what Marjorie reminded me of that. It's like, yep. Marjorie? <laughs> I love that of movie. Of course. <laughs> oh, so good. So she needs a, a condo in Manhattan. Yeah, I mean, Marjorie, I, I would like to know how they met, but we don't need to get into that. I just, you know. <laughs> Don't I deserve a condo in Manhattan, Stanley? Haven't I earned that? (laughs) Oh, my God. 
you can uh that's so good okay jb burns uh ashley what do you think i don't have any i don't really have any burns um i just have some out of context lines that sound suggestive i love it say them all please. yeah okay <laughs> um seth said i always like to play doctor yeah. that came right out the gate we knew this episode was going to be filled with innuendos yeah no you're <laughs> right stanley said come by my place and i'll give you my secret stripping mixture mm. he said uh, it like 10 times he's like we get it you have a secret stripping mixture <laughs> um and then my favorite was when Mort sold and i can't remember who it might have been lois i'm going to give you a personal tour of the cabot cove clink <laughs> okay um, yeah so none of those were said by jb and none of them were burns it was just odd comments out of context mm-hmm. i love them megan what about you i mean you're right i did read i wrote secret formula and secret stripping mixture <laughs> and when jessica sticks her nose in the benzene she's like what is that benzene and you're like and she like pulls up a big tub of it <laughs> benzene in like size 26 font and she's like smells like benzene <laughs> i love that she goes is this your secret stripping format it's like he's mentioned it 45 times i don't think it's just benzene he's right. obviously got a concoction that he's crafted for you oh my god <laughs> um other okay and i wrote agnes said you bet i'm enjoying my retirement it's like that and then oh when connie kowalski said you can bet your jogging suit on that to jessica i laughed out loud <laughs> that made me laugh so hard <laughs> so those are mine i mostly connie connie's burns okay glennis what about you um it wasn't so much a burn it's just like really harsh so when Seth was checking um Fred's wait Fred was that who died yeah Bud uh, Bud. Bud Bud sorry Bud's pulse he just goes too late (laughs) (laughs) I was like so so harsh so cold (laughs) um also and this is not um quote or anything like that but it was just an aside that I wanted to mention before I forgot was, so Agnes is painting right and her brush is like inches away from the canvas <laughs> she's like doo, 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 and it's, it's not even close anyways I like it <laughs> um I had I, I like Ashley had only written down a couple of lines that had nothing to do with like specific burns but um there was some that were innuendo one was carl the chief saying though i think she'd be worth fighting for it's like um i also liked when fred (laughs) said he was trying to shift that god-awful bedroom set yeah (laughs) trying to sell it to the young couple um i thought that was funny i liked when mort said bud wasn't hit by winnie the pooh (laughs) that made me (laughs) laugh um and then I felt like Stanley, you know, he had the weight of the world on his shoulders. His first line in the episode is, Jessica says something like, oh, how are you? And he said, better than I was, not as good as I'm going to be. Like, yeah, oh. I wrote that down too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so a lot happened in there. Um, okay, 
Can you imagine if someone said that to you? Like, oh, hey, like, how's it going? Yeah. Better than I was, but no, it's good as to be. And you're, and they're, you're thinking, you're like, oh God, they want me to ask yeah. a bit more about what's going on, but I don't, I don't want to. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool, glad you're okay. Yeah, yeah I just glide right past that. Like, terrific, okay. Um, okay, fave guest star, Megan, what do you think? I'm going to go Robin Riker as Connie Kowalski. Yeah. Glennis, you agree with that? Yeah. Uh, Ashley, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to go Connie. I mean, I love Ron, but I felt like Connie really added, <laughs> really elevated those scenes with Mort. Yeah, I agree. I liked Connie. So I'm going to go Connie too. Okay, Glennis's guest. Glennis, do you remember who you guessed? Um, the antiques guy. Uh, furniture store sales a salesman, yes. Are <laughs> <laughs> they all antiques? It was used. It was some used furniture, right? Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so she's calling, yeah, it's antiques. I don't know why I'm laughing. It's true. It's totally true. Didn't he get that bedroom <laughs> set that he needed to offload on that couple? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I agree with name. <laughs> It's been a long day and I'm sleepy. Sorry. Yes. So that wasn't right, but he was sort of the main suspect for a while. <laughs> All of that. And Ouch. you were wrong, but uh, no, it, that was a, that was a tough one. I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> but then when we panned in the final scene on Stanley's house, Glitters went, no, not Stanley. <laughs> like, oh no. Um, Okay, here we go. So what do we think Glynis gave Dead Letter? Now, I watched it with her, and I'm going to say a six. But it could it could very well be higher. She was fixated on a certain element of the show, so it's hard to know if that would have swayed her to a higher point total. Megan, what do you think she maybe gave it? I'm going to go six. Okay, Ashley, what about you? Five. Okay. Glynis. I'm giving it a seven. Oh, wow. Thank I you, Stanley. Wow. <laughs> no, honestly, Holy. the Stanley butt thing was just uh, an aside. Connie was it for me. Yeah. Okay. I get it. And what was your favorite moment? Just any moment with her. Okay. All right. Ashley, what about you? Mm. Stanley butt thing or? <laughs> <laughs> it's a real winner. Um, I'd say I'd give it an eight. Okay. And then, um, yeah, I'd say the, the interactions between Connie and Mort were my favorite. Okay. Megan, what about you? Yeah, I, I the exact same thing that Ashley said. Okay. I'm gonna give this episode a nine. Okay. <laughs> because of the family butt thing. Family butt thing. Family butt thing. I love this episode. I like I've seen it a million times. I think it's great. I think it's um there's a lot of like funny bits, which I really like. I mean. I really liked the Connie Mort thing. I liked 
the dynamic between Mort and Jessica and Jessica and Seth and all that sort of stuff. But I also liked at the end when the fire hose goes on and sprays you know, like everybody. <laughs> and it sprays. I forgot about that. Yeah, Angela right. Lansbury right in the face. <laughs> and if she got sprayed in the face by a fire hose, she'd have a broken nose. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Right, I right. Yeah. But the episode ending that way was very funny. So I like this episode. Yep. Does anybody else have anything they want to add before we close out? Okay. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. And we hope you'll listen again next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.